Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Well, good morning, and welcome to another episode of A Sound Heart Radio. I want to give God thanks for this new year, and I also want to thank him for the way he has led us all to the last year and the different trials that we all have faced. And if you look back, I'm sure that you could say, but for the grace of God. And so... God has led us through some very difficult times and some have prognosticated that we will face uh, severer trials this year. And I know that God is blessing us and watching over us. Uh, We have uh, angels who have been dispatched by God to exercise care over his people. And we know that through uh, divine grace uh, that God is has sealed us as his people. We, at the point of salvation, were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So uh, God is good to us, and so we should give him praise. Uh, <clears throat> there are saints who, who suffered greatly last year, and there are saints who are currently suffering, so we want to pray for them. Uh, there was one... A saint, uh, an older lady who uh, is on my Facebook account, and I rarely go on Facebook, and I saw that <clears throat> she wanted prayer because she's an uh, older lady, and uh, all she has is an air mattress, and the, it had deflated during the night, and so she was praising God and uh, asking uh, for prayers. Uh, that she could have this taken care of. You um, just you just see the modest means that people have. <clears throat> uh, some people have at their disposal, and they give God thanks for what they have. So I'm going to ask you to pray for her and and other saints uh, who you know we don't know what they're facing uh, throughout the world. Uh, so pray for the believing community, and also pray for the unsaved. Uh, they need us. And so uh, we're going to listen our word of prayer and we'll begin our study for this morning. Father in heaven, we thank you for Jesus, our Savior. We thank you for your many blessings upon us. We thank you for your providential care and how, Lord, you have guided us 
through uh, the difficulties of the former year, and we ask to be led by your Spirit, Lord, this year. And as Jesus said in the uh, Gospel of John, uh, without me you can do nothing, and we know this. And so we depend totally upon you and your grace, Lord, to lead us this year. And uh, if there are things that we need to drop from our lives, then we need to do that. If there are things we need to bury uh, and, uh, you know, and talismans and just different burdens and behaviors that we need to bury, Lord, so that we can go on and worship you, we need to do that. If we need to pick up the cross of Jesus, Lord, and bear it daily, then there are believers uh, who need to make that commitment, that final commitment, Lord, to be obedient unto Jesus. And we give thanks in his name. Amen. So uh, the title of this morning's show is Divine Truth. Rise of the Omnicompetent Superstate and Collapse of Faith. So uh, let me start off by saying that the sacred secular dichotomy has morphed into a techno-omnicompetent superstate that heralds transhumanism or proclaims transhumanism above the good news of salvation through Jesus. And so the cosmos world has turned to myth, and the multiverse and the visible church has opted for benign conformity to the dark powers of this age or this ion. Uh, Some old... Uh, books I have, uh, this present uh, age was called the church age, the church age. And there were some who even thought that uh, this age was the age of the uh, the universal fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, whereas it is quite the other. And there have been many, many uh, revelations of preachers who have followed the dark way, but they promoted themselves uh, as light. But uh, upon their death, uh, and some even while they're alive, we see how they really did live. And so it, it just teaches me and shows me how people don't, really listen to what the word of God and what God teaches. And Jesus said that there is no sin that it will not be revealed. What is done in darkness will be exposed to the light. And God even said to David, because of your sin, oh, I'm going to expose what you have done to the noonday sun. And so that was David, a great saint, a super saint, a man after God's own heart. And yet we have people today who, because they are devoted to the practice of sin, 
tough uh, consequences to the wind and go headlong into their sinful practice. And so <clears throat> they do not believe the uh, scriptures when the Bible uh, that teaches the sin unto death. Uh, we read about this in First John. We read about this in the church at Corinth. Uh, they do not believe in the spiritual weakness of the saints. Paul talked about this in First Corinthians. <clears throat> what happens to the lives of believers as a result of sin? And the church at Corinth was a church uh, that had profligate behavior going on. And they were so weak spiritually that they would not judge sin. And Paul exposed their sinful practice. And he dealt with their sinful practice. And it cost Paul. Every saint who is serious about following Jesus will pay a price for that commitment to follow Jesus and not uh, the mandates of people. The mandates of people are always selfish and self-centered. They may be opportunistic, and for the most part, they are conniving and deceptive. So Paul had to deal with that among among the saints, and he knew this. But we do not compromise the truth. We can never compromise divine truth. It is God's own truth. It is not. Aletheia is the Greek word for truth, and it means that which conforms to uh, reality. The final environment is God. God is. God is eternal. Truth is eternal. And so divine truth is first. In John chapter 1, we read uh, that the, the light was manifested and the darkness could not overtake the light because the light is of the phos, P-H-O-S, the phos is God. There is no way that the, that the darkness uh, was going to overthrow the light. The word uh, skotus or skotia in Greek, <clears throat> excuse me, means that uh, means the consequences are ruin. And so darkness is not going to uh, ruin the eternal light, which is God. It is not possible. And so if you are a believing one, who is serious about your faith and your faith your faith has not devolved uh, into a religious behavior or a religious persona or a religious mask and you truly live for God, you know that there is a price to pay. And you know that you have to forsake walking according uh to the the way of this world, please read Ephesians chapter 2. And uh, in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul uses both the word atheoi, 
uh, which speaks of atheists collectively or and he he talks about those <clears throat> excuse me um, who in their practice in their unsafe practice live as if they are not going to face God someday because in their minds are darkened by sin. And in Romans 1, when Paul talks about uh, the judgment of God upon those who, who are devoted to the practice of sin, God first does what? He judges their minds, and he gives their minds a void of substance and, uh, <clears throat> and understanding. They gave up God, and so God gave them up. There is the relative giving up of God that man can do. There is the absolute and final giving up of man, which uh, is the prerogative of God. And <clears throat> is that here is the create the creature uh, deciding for active rebellion against God. <clears throat> His active rebellion, you know, is couched in finite terms because. He is a creature uh, of limited existence. Now, in this particular culture in which uh, I live, when, uh, the average person lives 800,000 hours. A little more sometimes, but 800,000 hours. Please, re- please read Psalm 90. And you have individuals who have opted for the practice of sin and profligacy and lasciviousness. Toward the end of their days, one sees what? The breakdown of the person. The breakdown psychologically, spiritually, the breakdown physically, uh, which is what? The culmination of a life devoted to sin. And so one sees what? At the end of of their days, ruin. A monument to ruin. And then the Bible teaches that it is appointed unto man once to die, and after that, the judgment. So when these unsaved individuals die, they go to Hades, the world of shades, because they are now disembodied spirits. The body goes in the grave, and the, the, the spirit of the person, we are the soul, as it were, goes to Hades, the world of shades. And uh, Isaiah writes that because these people cannot speak, they they merely chirp. They have no vocal cords. They have they have the apparatus for speech uh, available to them, and so it is different. But then they're going to be snatched out of Hades to stand before, and Hades is all is a place of torment. But then they're going to go before God. Uh, and stand before him at the great white throne judgment, uh, which John writes, uh, he writes of the judge who sits upon the throne from whose face heaven and earth fled away. Heaven and earth fled away. And then we read that the books were opened and the dead were judged out of those which were written therein. Heinous, 
unimaginable sins will be judged by God, both uh, rich and poor, small and great, will be judged by God, the great white throne judgment. And I love the Greek word for judgment. It is the word Christus, K-R-I-S-I-S. These people have decided while they were in their bodies, they decided for crisis. In Romans 2, Paul wrote, these people treasure up wrath, that is, orge, divine anger, against the day of wrath. Now, this is the truth of God. And you have people believing, well, who say, well, I'm an atheist, and so therefore God is not there. And they believe that by their statement alone, <clears throat> the existence of God is abrogated or set aside. That statement is based upon a phenomenal unawareness of the nature of reality. And so, but this person believes that. And Paul also in uh, Jesus who talks about the ag- ag- agnostics, that is one who believes that he cannot know that there is that, that God is there <clears throat> which uh, is a magnificent type of self-deception because the agnostic knows that he cannot know that God is there so Paul writes about this kind of self-contradiction the self-contradiction but the atheists and agnostics do not see their self-contradiction, but they have decided to to wall to live opposed to eternal establish, eternally established established divine truth. The, the, and uh, they're going to be judged for their rejection of the truth and how they have trampled underfoot the blood of the Son of God, the blood of the covenant. He had trampled upon the person of Jesus, whom God, uh, who existed eternally in the bosom of God, John 1, and became flesh for the salvation of all. Uh, God, because God is not willing that any should perish. <clears throat> and so this age is not going to end on a high note of the universal fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man. No. This age, as you as you have been watching what is going on, is going to end quite differently than believers would have ever thought five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, thirty years ago, forty years ago. This age is going to end in a spirit of virulence, and God is unveiling, as it were, what wicked man really does. The profligate, uh, <clears throat> profligacy and the virulent uh, sexual interests in children, in 
murdering people for sexual, deviant sexual pleasure. I don't want to go into any more, but this age is uh, just some of the veil, some of the veil uh, have been have been lifted by God. God is showing us what is going on, and yet <clears throat> you have uh, pseudo believers walking around as if these things are not so. And I remember reading about the extermination camps in Germany and how uh, people went to church on Sundays and there was the oily clouds of the uh, extermination camps, the furnaces belching out the remains of those who had been forced into the gas chambers singing hymns and ignoring what was going on, indifferent to the suffering of these people. Jewish people firmed and individuals uh, who they believed uh, were not worthy to live. And listen, I live in Sonoma, California, and uh, I learned in a psychology class that the Germans were called over here to Napa Hospital to get information on how to uh, operate on what they call mentally infirm women to keep them uh, from procreating. I want to go into this uh, in a little detail because <clears throat> I want you to understand what the cross of Jesus was about. And the Bible says that Jesus died for all. The wrath of God fell upon him for, for all. For God so loved the world that he gave. The cross looked back to sins of the past. The cross looked forward to sins of the future. The cross dealt with sins of the present, <clears throat> the, uh, the culture in which Jesus lived, God slammed down upon his son the sin for all mankind, that God should be just and the justifier of him or he who believes in Jesus. He who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. So I want to read – I'm going to start from the book of Hebrews, and I want to encourage you today that because we have divine truth and we know the truth, to know the truth <clears throat> means not only an intellectual understanding of the truth – and believe me, I've read many, many books by shallow intellectuals, armchair intellectuals, uh, and academics that had little relationship to reality. And that's, uh, then at a point, I put them aside. And then I thought about Jesus, and he wasn't an armchair intellectual. 
He wasn't a, an academic. Jesus walked the streets, and he saw up close and personal the sins of people, the misery of people, the suffering of people. He saw what sin had done. And we read that the people heard him gladly <clears throat> because his words were, uh, were refreshing. His words were new. They, they weren't the words of a politician uh, like uh, the words of the Herodians or Herod the king. Uh, his words weren't the words of the Pharisees, uh, religious traditionalists. His words weren't the words of the Sadducees, the religious liberals. And those three groups, notice three, notice the triad, the political and the, the traditionists and the liberals came together <clears throat> and put together a plan to destroy Jesus. And what is interesting is that Pontius Pilate noted that uh, – they came, these groups came together uh, and put a, together a plot to kill Jesus out of envy. And Pilate's wife warned him. She said, have nothing to do uh, with the blood of, of this righteous man. Have nothing to do with this. She came to him and warned him. So now... Next, I want to encourage you who are real believers to persevere. <clears throat> uh, persevere means to persist in anything undertaken. And it means to maintain a purpose and a spirit in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement. It means to continue steadfastly. Let me go over that again. To persevere means to persist in anything undertaken. Maintain a purpose in spite of difficulty, obstacles, or discouragement. It means to continue steadfastly. <clears throat> Listen, the enemy stop you from your faith that is following the Lord because you've, you are facing a, a difficulty. Something is hard for you right now, and so you want to stop. The enemy says, stop. That's enough. Stop right here. Don't go any further. Or there are obstacles. There are things in your way. It's all. Oh, I have to jump through this another hoop. Oh, this has come up now, and so or they've they've not come up one at a time, but now you're surrounded by obstacles. Uh, in order to do what? In order to derail you, to confuse you. Uh, in order to do what? Uh, and with that is connected uh, discouragement. Discouraged. You're discouraged. And you don't want to continue. And so discouragement becomes insidious. And uh, it just wants to hold you fast. And so 
dealing with discouragement is like trying to traverse a continent of mud. You try to lift your uh, one foot or one leg out of the mud, and uh, there's that sucking uh, uh, behavior of the mud that wants to keep you steadfast or to keep wants to keep you held fast. Listen. If you are stuck in the mud of discouragement, you need to pray and you need to praise. You need to pray and you need to praise. This is Proverbs 10.24, which reads, Consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Notice. Notice the syntax. Notice the way the sentence is structured. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Let us not give up. There are some saints who are bewildered and and they're suffering from give up items. So they have comorbidity going on. So they're discouraged and they want to give up. But then he goes, he's the writer says in verse 25, let us not give up meeting together. Now the world wants to do that. The world says there are mandates and there are COVIDs and there are COVID restrictions. There are variants. There's Omicron, Omicron, and therefore you need to be six feet apart. You should not meet together. Now, why would that be a mandate? This is not Elias Kennedy's crowds in power. And this is not about uh, people of the lie. These people understand the power of groups and how Individuals who are grouped um, around a common purpose encourage one another, lean on one another, pray for one another, praise God with one another. So they want to break up that corporate unity. They know the power of the church, but the church doesn't know its power. They understand the power of the church but the church doesn't appreciate its power. We are united in Christ. There is one Lord, one faith, one baptism. Notice, one, one, one. There's that compound unity that we share with Christ and that we share with other believers. The Bible teaches we are members one of another. We are members one of another. We make up the body of Christ, the body of Christ. These people, that is the world, wants to rend, tear apart, and attempt to destroy the unity of the spirit and the bond of peace that we share in Christ our Savior. They want to create crisis. They want to create a mental health crisis because they understand. Now, I read a lot of psychotherapy 
<clears throat> they understand that the power of religious commitment, they understand that they're this, the powerful behavioral medicine that faith, uh, people of like faith share. They, they understand the health of the community when there is unity, when they meet together. They know this. The devil knows this. Believers don't meet together in order to destroy, do harm, overthrow, subvert, uh, create anarchy uh, in, in the community. They know this. These people have what? They have families. They have jobs. They have businesses. They're reliable. They're trustworthy. And so they want to uproot and destroy that. And let's, let's bring in others to replace uh, these faithful ones. But these people who all, uh, also are, want to do this, want to overthrow the lives of believers, also fail to see that God sees. And that before the great white throne judgment, the books were, will be open. The Bible says that God knows how to maintain the unrighteous in misery. They have the money, they have the power, but they will not have joy and peace because God knows how to imprison them in time. They don't know the scripture. They don't believe the word of God, and they believe that their disbelief abrogates or sets aside the truth, and that is the lie that they have going on in their thinking. Their thinking is lie-based. Their thinking is not based on divine truth. And James writes about the double-minded or the double-souled individual who is unstable in all his ways. Any individual who does not walk in truth is unstable. Stable spiritually because he or she is too sold, too sold. I love Bible psychology, too sold. Unstable. So uh, we have to persevere. Verse 32, remember, this is Hebrews 10, 32, remember, those earlier days after you had received the light, when you stood your ground in a great contest in holiness, remember? So uh, when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering, sometimes you were publicly exposed to insults and persecution. At other times, you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere, verse 36. You need to persevere. 
so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. For in just a very little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay, but my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, I will not be pleased with him. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who believe and are saved, unquote. Now, in Greek, uh, to shrink back means to take in one's sail. Take in the sail. So, in verse 36 of chapter 10 of Hebrews, he says, you need to persevere. In chapter 11, verse 27, uh, when the writer speaks of Moses, he writes, quote, by faith he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible, unquote. He saw him who is invisible. In chapter 12 of Hebrews, verse 1, he writes, quote, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, everything that hinders, hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Verse 3, consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Now in Hebrews chapter 12, when the writer talks about the sin uh, that so easily entangles, in Greek it reads, the sin standing around us. The sin standing around us. And we're to throw off, he writes, as old clothes. Look, we're in a great spiritual contest now in the end of this age. Athleses, athleses, denotes a context a contest of uh, the athlete. Hence, it means to struggle. It means a fight. It means a fight with reference to affliction. Athlesis, A-T-H-L-E-S-I-S. In 2 Timothy 2.8, this word means to strive, to strive. Listen, there are tough things going on, hard things going on. But I want you to prepare yourself spiritually. I want you to be built up in the Lord. I want you to fix your eyes on Jesus. Don't fix your eyes on me. Don't fix your eyes on any human being. The Bible teaches, cursed is the man that trusts in an arm of flesh. Fix our eyes on Jesus who is whom? The author of our faith. He is the perfecter, that is the completer of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. And so in Hebrews 10, 35, we read, quote, so do not throw away your confidence, 
it will be richly rewarded. You need to persevere. Do not throw away your confidence. Look, the enemy wants to tempt you to throw away your confidence in Christ. He wants you to give up your richest possession. People of God are dangerous for the cosmic center uh, system because they represent something other, something higher, something different. And the cosmic uh, system does not want believers around because it wants to introduce the omnicompetent super state controlled by the beast. And we read that in Revelation 13. So in verse uh, verse 4, we read Revelation 13, 4, quote, and they worshipped the dragon. Now, this is after he received a deadly wound and was healed. And the world admired the That word beast means wild creature. And they worshipped the dragon that gave him power. They gave power to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like unto the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And there was given him a mouth speaking great things and blasts. Blasphemies, blasphemies, notice the plural. And power was given unto him to continue 40 and two months, and he opened his mouth in blasphemy against whom? First, God. And so to blaspheme, what? It means what? It means to speak in a derogatory or murderous manner against the character of an individual. So both God and man can be blasphemed. It means to murder the character. It means to murder the reputation of an individual. So he opened his mouth, that is the beast, to murder the character of God. To murder the character of God. And to blaspheme his name. And his tabernacle. And them that dwell in heaven. That's us. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. These are the tribulations. These are the saints. These are the individuals who will be saved during the tribulation period. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints. Why? Because of their testimony during the tribulation. About salvation through the person of Jesus. And to overcome them. And power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. So what we have is a quasi super transnational neo-socialist monolithic government that the world wants to bring in. And you will see that Paul writes toward the end of this age, there will be a collapse of the faith or a standing out and away from the person of Jesus. Now is the time to come to Christ to make sure that you are saved so that you will not be left here when God comes to snatch the church out of the cosmic system. You want to be saved. 
you don't want to be here. You want to know Jesus as your Savior. Begin this year with that new commitment to Christ in your life so that you will know him forever. Good morning. My name is Dr. Josiah Rich, and God bless you. Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.